going about <laughs> not having another fucking microphone and blah blah blah. No. I was like, I'll just put I'll just put Skype on the phone. Couldn't remember my password to Skype because I'm always logged into Skype. Um, but it's so easy to like get into anybody's account if you have their email because they'll just be like, we'll send you an email with this one-time code. Okay. I mean, so if I, you have access to the email, yeah. Right. Like my Skype um, account is linked to some weird email that Windows made me set up. It's like a live.com email that I never use for anything. Ever. Well, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a Microsoft account. Yeah, yeah. It's like some Microsoft account that I created a million years ago. That they force you to started, make. Right. And then I started going through the Rolodex of passwords. And I don't know how far back it was when I created the Skype account. So, like, I just, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so I got in, wanted to make sure it worked. And then, oh, well, son of a bitch. And to the average listener out there, because this is being recorded, I hate whenever anybody forces anybody to do anything. It's true. Oh, <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastoral Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. So I just saw the dumbest tweet ever. Oh, oh, we're gonna start tell. there. We're gonna start there. Dumbest tweet ever. Okay. Um, I think that I actually follow this person. Do I need to? Do I need to get on the Twitter? Nah, not do for I, this. Do I nah. need to check this out? Nah, I'll just read it oh, to you. Okay. Okay. Would you let Walter? Walter is a big Austrian guy. Patrick Goddard wrestles in NXT. I, um, I know. I know of Walter. I know. This is the joke, though. Whenever it's NXT, we always tell you NXT 2.0. Excuse me. Would you let Walter yes. chop slap you for a million dollars? Um, he's not going to kill you. Like, no, like I'd probably do it for like $150. (laughs) Like you're going to be okay. Like, like, like even if you, you have to go to the hospital, like that's the worst of it. Okay. Even if you suffer a concussion and I can't imagine that happening. Right. Like, like, like the number is way too high on that. Like, like literally you should be asking people like 500 if you want to get yes and no answers. Like, and I'm sure there's some idiot AEW fan who's like, no way. Look, look at this person. Would it be tax free? 
Uh, there's been a lot of dumb tweets lately too, man. Because like, I'd rather not have to declare a- it. Now that person put a laughing emoji next to it, so I'll give right. them credit for that. Um, <laughs> but that, honestly, most people are are smart about it. Like, like I love this person. I'd let him slap me and probably come back and take a second one. <laughs> right? Do I, Do you get another million? One million per chop, or just one million regardless of the amount? I'd still have about half a million after medical bills. But again, these are people purposely being funny. Right. Because, you know, if you put yeah, a laughing emoji in there, then, then you do. My favorite emoji lately has been the clown emoji. Because that's – I'm going to make a shirt. Because I've been using this yeah. phrase online, on Twitter, Instagram, I think even Facebook, and at work. And, and in regular conversation, my new favorite phrase is phrase is, is bunch of B U N C H A bunch of clowns. Cause that's what a lot of these idiots <laughs> are. like, like I have been a part of oh, so many man. clown shows recently. And we're going to talk about a clown show during this. We have, we've somewhat discussed our topics for today audience, but we really haven't. Yeah. Loosely. But, but we've got, because then there's this lawsuit I want to talk to you about that. I just found out about a little while ago. MLW is suing WWE. We're going to talk about that. We are going to talk. That is going to be a no one gets out alive wow. moment, Patrick O'Dowd, when we talk Good, about. Because I don't even know what the lawsuit is about. I'll, I don't, I'll, I, uh, this is breaking. I, you know, I hate when people read like an entire release in an email. They issued a press release about suing WWE. Okay, bunch oh. of clowns. I'm going to find fucking clown music and. Oops, sorry, I'm just yelling. We're going to play. Yeah, you're just. There's, there's some sound bites I want to get. I got to ask Miranda because there's like two she wants me to get and I can't remember. One is cowboy shit and I'll get that one. But let's see your circus clown music. I'm not on YouTube, everyone. I'm not on <laughs> YouTube. Not um, on YouTube. Let's see here. You know, I want. I mean, I could go for the doing the clown music. I feel like there's a better version of that, though, Patrick O'Dowd. Don't you feel like that's not like the legit clown music? No, I think there's there's got to be a better version out there. Get your personal points, clown. I'm James Corden, and I'm here to James tell Gordon. people that WWE... Weight Watchers, go lose some weight, everybody. It, it improve your life, trust me. Skip and I'm not on YouTube. It's really short, though. Yeah, that was and that was quick. That was like. And they kind of left out the best part, like the do 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 do. Like that's a good part of the song. Let's do this. Doink the clown theme. Baby face. I'm not even talking. I should be talking. Let's see here. There we go. Oh, yeah. This is it. It's a little slow, isn't it? It is. I mean, it varies from... 
does. I guess circus to circus. <laughs> we are analyzing circus finals this week on the Great Marker Show. Um, yeah, just a bunch of clowns, and, and my life, like I said, lately has been a clown show, and I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little disappointed we've gone this far and we haven't played the greatest clown music of all time. What's that? The original Doink the Clown music. Well, that's what this is. This is the Babyface Doink the Clown music. I'll get you, no, I'll get no, no, you. No, 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 we need the... That's not the original Doink the Clown music. That one? Because you've already said there's something sinister going on with you with this, like that you're going to let's like this feels more like let people have it. I love the creepy laugh in the background. God, this was still the most genius gimmick ever. It really was. What's his other one? Ended suit, the same, ended same one? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Just worse quality. All right, we'll go back to the other one. Okay, so, anyway. We're going to stop that, because we're not doing anything nefarious while on air. I promise. Right. Um, all right, yeah, we're going to talk about some clowns in MLW doing some stupid stuff and like you know nothing about it. So don't go looking because no, yeah. I'll let you, no, let no, you I'm... discover that. Um, by the way, if you're listening, this is the Greg DeMarco show. My name is Greg DeMarco. His name is Patrick O'Dowd. I'm at chair shot. Greg, he is at wrestling realist, which, which did a great job on the IWC impromptu wrestling convo. That was the best wrestling oh. realist Twitter handle you've ever done in like the eight or I so years. It. If you had, I did played. it for you, man. You did it like, for the rock. I yes, did it. You did. I did it. I did it for the DeMarco. You did great. You did great. W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Because like I said last week, there's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick and there is one in COVID for the COVID having wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd. Although no longer with the COVID you've beaten the COVID. I know I was, uh, it's funny. Uh, they're so overwhelmed right now with like the isolation and quarantine stuff at my job that I got called today to confirm that I could leave isolation yesterday. Uh, so they just, they just kind of let me go to work for a day without checking. Um, <laughs> but then we're like, yep. And I'm like, cool. I came to work. So here I am. Thanks. Here um, I am. Get on my own. So yeah, good times. Let's see. Here. But, right, yeah. Oops. Not mean to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's Patrick O'Dowd. I'm Greg DeMarco. Greg DeMarco show. Miranda Morales is off this week. She's not on assignment because, you know, I think that's stupid. She had to work late and she had to work two hours away from her house. So there you go. That's what happens when you move to Phoenix from Phoenix, from Tucson to Phoenix, but still have to work in Tucson for a little bit. These things can happen. Moral of the story, Patrick O'Dowd, never live in Tucson. That's just the fucking moral of the story. Yeah, right. Never, never live or work or go to college in Tucson. All things Miranda Morales has done within the last couple of months. So anyway, she'll be back next week. I will have something up in place of the hashtag Miranda show as well. So we're just going to we're, we're gonna jump in, do a couple of different things. Go up chairshot.com, at chairshot media, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, like, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. And then all of you and your friends leave us a five-star review. Go to thechairshot.com, follow the website. I've been writing some stuff lately, so check those out. 
I even you did a, a, a really way too early predictions of the matches at WrestleMania 38. I even got some messages about that. So you always know it's good when, when you get the messages about the things that you write. Um, yeah, lots of good, such good shit going on. Um, Patrick, let's just dive into to the, really the biggest thing that shook the world over the last week. Shook the earth to its core when during Friday Night Smackdown, or as Pat McAfee would say, <laughs> Friday Night Smackdown, they were just randomly going through a graphic during a Charlotte Flair promo, just going through a graphic of entrance into the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble match. And stuck in the middle was, was a, 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 you know, and they, they were going through some old school stars, the Bella Twins, you know, big name. Yeah. Bella Twins are like the first ones. It's like, ooh, Bella Twins. Like, that's a big freaking deal. Then you got ones right. that people are going apeshit over for no reason, like Summer Ray and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> like, they, they've, Michelle McCool, you have to put her over because, you know, she's Undertaker's wife, right? You got to do that. Right, 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 right. And, and if not for the, the Bella Twins would have been the biggest news. And and, sure. and they're doing this to create a buzz, and that's really good, and it did create a buzz. Mickey freaking James was announced as <laughs> yes, an entrant in the Women's Rumble match. And the best part about it, and this is the brilliance behind Michael Cole's decision to push for the WWE to bring in Pat McAfee. Because there's one guy who can get away with certain things, and that guy's Pat McAfee. And he literally says... Like at the end of the promo, or even like like before Charlotte even starts talking, Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion Mickey James will be in the Royal Rumble, and you know she's got some garbage to sort out, or something like that. Like just absolutely yes, it was brilliant by Pat McAfee, and 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 I don't even know like I don't even know if he he follows that closely. He'd even know like like just so brilliant of a of a thing to say. And and here we are, Patrick O'Dowd, Mickey James, the Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Champion, a- as acknowledged. Okay, there's only two things we acknowledge in WWE: we acknowledge Roman Reigns, yep. and apparently we acknowledge Mickey James as the Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Champion because that's exactly what they called her on Twitter. Right. And here we are, and and Mickey won at at hard to kill which was an obvious move after this announcement created so much buzz sorry diana parazzo here we'll give you a consolation prize of the ring of honor women's championship which i'll talk about would have talked about with miranda but you know she had to go work in tucson um (laughs) and everybody just went nuts and and there's so many things that you have said and so many different things we can talk about with this so I'll let you decide what direction you want to take it in and what you think is most important to discuss about the announcement of Mickey James as the impact wrestling knockouts world champion being in the 2022 WWE women's Royal rumble match. It's, it's interesting to me because we talked about a little bit on, I did, I've been on the network a lot, by the way, the last like four or five days. And so guessed it on dwi and this came up on the on the dwi podcast the first thing i said when i saw this is whether it was intentional or not we can we can talk about your speculation as as to how mickey james ended up on the show because you put it out there in the twitterverse this is great for impact um just and i think that impact is is doing they're doing what they do 
in terms of, of just capitalizing on things like they, this isn't an uncommon behavior, but for some reason, this feels like one of their better efforts to kind of cash in on this and, and to, to really work with the buzz that it was given. Uh, I think the first thing I asked you was, you know, does she retain her title? And we both were like, probably. And, you know, now there's speculation. I think you, I speculation. you, you straight up predicted it. You think that Mickey James is going to show up on a show at some point and get to defend her title against probably a lower tier member of the women's Queen, division. Queen Zelina. In the Queen eyes of the Zelina. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense because former knockout, right. I think even former knockout champion. Right. I've looked that up. I don't know. So, yeah, it's just, to me, my, my, my first reaction, my still reaction is, is like, wow, this is kind of a no-lose situation for Impact. The WWE loses, I, like, it's funny if, because I think people are so lost in archaic wrestling thinking, like, to think that what, you know, the WWE even acknowledging the Impact Women's Champion is in some way, shape, or form like just taboo like they don't care like the impact ain't gonna mess with their business all it does is is help mickey james and help impact uh get a few more eyeballs and good for them and good on impact for doing that and yeah i think um kudos to pat mcafee for just opening that up because then right after he did that there was on the wwe social media like on their like the wwe twitter account you know, as you, as you noted, calling her the impact women's world champion or knockouts world champion yep. or whatever. Impact knockouts world champion. I don't think it's women. I think it's impact knockouts world champion. Right. Which they haven't even been calling her world champion all along, but they just recently, they started doing it during Deanna Prato's run. Deanna Prato, by the way, we picked last week rather easily as the, the woman of the year because of the year she had. Yeah, I, I, I listened. Yeah. It's good, good shows. And and I'm sure McAfee had to be like, tell Michael Cole, like, Michael, like, this is what I have to say. Like, like, this is right. This is, I'm sure he asked like Michael, like, this is what Pat McAfee would say right here. And Michael's probably like, you can get away with it. Say it. And, and it was, it was brilliant, but impact. Okay. Here's the reason why impact has already gained more in the last six days, five days, depending on oh, when yeah. you listen to this from one little thing with WWE than they gained from the entire fiasco with AEW. And the reason why is because right. right now they're dealing with the ringleader. Previously, they were dealing with the bunch of clowns. Right. <laughs> oh, play for me. Um, because that's what, you know, that's, that's what I believe. Uh, so, so here's the, the I'm going to go with, with what you alluded to just to kind of get this out there because I do think it's, it's so worth talking about and because everyone's going crazy, like WWE is showing AEW, you know, what truly is the forbidden door. Like the WWE fans are going nuts over this, like absolutely crazy over this and, and, and good for them. You know, it's fine. You can, but here's my thing. And I, and I steadfastly believe what I'm about to say. And some people think that I'm stupid for thinking this, whatever. You know, people think I'm stupid anyway. So, um, so, so be it. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. I honestly believe that when this suggestion was made, Vince McMahon had no idea. 
that she was even with oh, yeah. Impact Wrestling, let alone the Knockouts World Champion. Some people think I'm agree with me. Some people think I'm crazy. Vince knows everything. I'm like, Scotty Too Hotty just said in an interview, he's been there since like 2014 as a trainer. He doesn't think Vince knew he worked there. Right. I, I read that interview. He literally has hundreds of employees. He's oh. not going to know everything that's going on with everybody. That even works for him. She doesn't even work for him. Yeah, and people think that been released for a while. Yeah, people think that. Oh, of course, Vince knows. No, he doesn't know. And what happened was Mickey might even been his idea because people don't realize like Vince. People like someone said, I think it was a Nick Khan idea. Nick Khan doesn't suggest wrestlers. No, no. Nick Khan looks at the money and says, Vince, we got to lay off twenty seven wrestlers, and then Vince and the team figure out who the wrestlers are. Now, there's also a possibility that Vince was like, we need some women for the Rumble. And somebody was like, well, what, what about Mickey? You know, she's doing the impact yeah. thing. And, but I guarantee you, whether Vince came up with the air or somebody else came up with the idea, Vince and Vince probably listed out a bunch of former divas and, and women in the company. Yeah. And Mickey was one of them. And somebody was probably like, you know, she's the knockouts champion or the impact. They probably said the impact women's champion. They probably didn't even know. And Vince was like, she is? She's on the so- other show? Fuck it, call her anyway. Like, because it's impact wrestling. <laughs> right. They they don't get in right. the way. They're not out there trying to compete. They're not out there cutting promos on things that WWE does. And, and no, they just they really are just the little engine that could doing their own thing. They're staying in their lane. Their show. And and they're and Scott DeBoer probably deserves a lot of that credit. Um, he is a fantastic executive. In fact, I would 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 go so far as to say if something were to happen with him in Impact Wrestling, would probably get hired by WWE at this point. I think he's done that yeah. good of a job. And and I think yeah. he's going to end up with the company at some point. Like that's Don Callis goes to AEW. Scott Demore goes to WWE. And we'll see him breaking up fights at some point on Raw three, four, five years down the road. Who knows? Or maybe he'll just be president of Impact Wrestling. Like the dude is killing it. And, and this is... Right. Perfect proof of that. So great point by you, Patrick O'Dowd. Scott DeMore deserves all the credit in the world because he's he's getting not just getting benefit. He's not being stupid and asking for Christian Cage to appear in exchange for Ric Flair right, at the Hall no. of Fame ceremony. He is he's he's no, using no, no, social no. media. He's making sure you know they keep the belt on her. They got McAfee to talk about it on the air. He talked about it on his show. Like like she, she might even right. appear on the Pat McAfee show between now and the World Rumble. And I really believe yeah, I'm pounding the table. I really believe Patrick O'Dowd. She's going to show up probably because Raw is a three-hour show. SmackDown, right. two hours. It's sometimes four, four matches only. They get a women's segment or two. Like SmackDown's tough, tough landscape to crack. Okay? Yep. You can give her a segment of Raw, and then they'd probably give her a commercial break in a whole other segment. Like they'd probably let the match go, and it'd probably be for the Knockouts Championship. And, and it'd be this surreal moment because you'd have Corey Graves out there who's like – a notch below Pat McAfee because he, he's been with the company far longer and just knows what lines he can't cross. He would probably talk about the history involving Zelina Vega and Mickey James out there, both having worked for sure. Impact Wrestling and all that. And and meanwhile, the whole time, Scott Demore is just laughing, not even all the way to the bank, because not a bank thing, but all the way to the retweets, all the way to, to, to the right. mentions. And if it gets and if it gets them some new people following their product, then then they have succeeded. Like, it probably has already. Like, like, like right. just in terms of buzz and credibility, this is already better than Kenny Omega burying your entire company. Rich Swan has never recovered. Sure. Literally right. never recovered. 
His career oh, yeah. now has peaked. Saw, we saw saw where it was going. We yeah. all saw where it was going for Rich. Literally, um, the first Kenny Omega appearance, Impact Security was like, you can't go out there because the world champion's in the bus. And Rich Swann's like, I'm the world champion. They're like, no, no, the AEW world champion, Kenny Omega. Like, like, like buried their own champion on day one. Like, like it was a horrible right. idea. For, so bad that Don Callis is no longer even with the company. Like, that's how bad this yep. was. And here we are now just praising them to all hell over the, the Mickey James situation. And I, I, I love also, it. I absolutely love it. Right. I love that she jumped at the opportunity, uh, that she wasn't like, no, they sent my stuff to me in a bag. Like, none of that stuff. Like, she literally. No, no bitter bus. She gets it. They were you the Were you the one, by the way? Because I think and we we, maybe ones. we'll talk we, about we this. The ones, Patrick, you, we the ones, Patrick. We the ones. Were you the one? Um, well, the other thing, uh, before I get to that, the, the other thing I've really appreciated is that it seems like the WWE has let a couple people, like a couple of their own talent, even tweet about, like, lean into the fans' forbidden door shit. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Cedric Alexander's tweeting about forbidden doors and walking through them. And, you know, that's all like. They don't folks. control the, 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 they will tweet for talent or send them tweets to, to tweet out, just promoting stuff for the company. Right, right, right. right. But the talent literally has Twitter on their phones. The talent has no, Twitter oh, yeah, on their yeah, phones no, no, and they're you. tweeting. Now, th- that's why sometimes somebody might tweet something and then it gets taken down. But that's, right. you know, a thing and, and that's but, fine. But, by, but yeah. where I was going here, though, is fans, this isn't going to be some amazing talent transactional thing. No. Because, like, it's great for the Royal Rumble um, because yeah. the Royal Rumble needs talent and people to show up. And that kind of segues into the other thing, because you had talked about men um, and talent that could go over there. And I don't think it was you that suggested it, but I think you liked the idea of Vicky's husband yes. would be a terrific addition to show up and, and would be good for NWA. Yeah, it, it would be good for NWA, and I would, and and even with the Russell votes tweet teasing another, you know, a shocking forbidden door name, I, I think that's who he's talking about. I think he's talking about Nick Aldis because that'd be great. That'd be a great pick. It would be. It would be a great pick, and and they, they've only let the women main event the Royal Rumble once. That was the first time. So just assuming that the women's Rumble doesn't go on last. Having all this then come out in the men's room would be fantastic. I, I would love that idea. Plus, you could get some returns. You can get a lot of things. I, I just, I just love, absolutely love that idea. Here's the thing that that I think they learned from the whole AEW deal, right? Kenny Omega, when he appeared on Impact Wrestling, all his appearances, the ratings went down for Impact Wrestling. Right now, we talk about ratings and all the stupid stuff about him or whatever, but you wouldn't have expected him to plummet. When an AEW star goes on there, because even the Impact fans, it's a smaller fan base. They're they're diehards. They didn't want this. Oh yeah, they didn't want this at all. Right. Now supposedly the pay per view drew bigger numbers or whatever, and that's fine. And plus the fans realize AEW fans realize they don't have to watch Impact. Like they can see it on YouTube and, and whatever. So I'm sure Scott Demore this time is smart enough to not ask. Hey, I need to have so and so appear on Impact. He realizes right. the more I can do on WWE television. With my product, the better. And that's why I think he probably was like, look, can we get Mickey to defend the title on Raw? Like, like I just, I don't, it's just, I'm probably wrong. Even, even if it's, even if it's the first hour opening match, I don't care. Get it, them, it'd be look, like an hour two thing, is. right? Because first hour, they're going right. to push their own stuff, whatever. But it'd be like a random one-off hour two, like not even announced in advance, you know, until during the show. And it would create buzz and it would be fine. Because WWE, you know, they saw the buzz. 
that that was about it. Well, and, and if you do it if you do it in front of the rumble, then you can create a story to tell about. Oh, look, like she has potential. Like, and, and you know, you're going to talk about Mickey's history anyway in the company, former W, you know, Divas champion or whatever. Um, yeah, she held the Divas belt or had it switched yet? I can't remember. I think she held all. I think um, she held both. Right. So you've got you've got her former championship pedigree. You know, they talk about you know she was let go. But you know she's she's making her way in impact and and she could she could make some noise. What would what would it mean if a woman from another company won the women's Royal Rumble? Like you so, get that's an easy and, and they don't even have to go that far, but they could and it would it would help. It'd be good for impact. You're so laughing. what what happened? I looked up the Google trends for Mickey James. Okay. Yep. And she peaked at eighty four out of a hundred. Right scale of a hundred eighty four. Between April 25th and May 1st, 2021. I wonder what happened during that time frame. Her release from WWE and the trash bag incident, right? She spikes. Then she drops back down to 13. You know, her highest was 26 in July. Probably on anniversary. She's now at 100. Okay, so she's at her highest peak for the last year. Okay, Mickey James interest over time. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Google Trends. Okay, N- no one's dumb enough to think that that's not a, that's not a thing, right? Okay, let's look up Impact Wrestling. All right. Oh dear. <laughs> also spiked April 25th through May 1st. Spiked again in July, spiked again in October around, you know, Bound for Glory. And now their highest ranking, 100, January 9th to to January now, you know, to now 2022. Again, all of this time encompassed what? Kenny Omega's run in the company. And, mm-hmm. and the bigger spikes happened around their pay-per-views and when WWE talent came in. They're smart enough to know, like, this is this, this is the thing. And yeah, WWE, they know where the bread is buttered. And WWE's been doing the Forbidden North thing a lot longer. They used NWA talent at the Royal Rumble in the 90s. They had the Rock and Roll Express wrestling, the new Midnight Express, Bodacious Bob and, and Bombastic Bart or whatever, and, and right. managed by Jim Cornette, Ugh. you know, for the NWA World Tag Team Championships at, at points. And, and and they've used, you know, Jushin Thunder Liger wrestled on a takeover before AEW was even a twinkle in the Young Bucks' eyes. Like, this is th- this is not new, but everyone thinks Tony Khan, which I'm now spelling C-O-N, invented the forbidden door, and he didn't. He just came up with a stupid phrase that that already people hate. I've literally seen AEW accounts, like AEW fan accounts be like, "Can we stop using the phrase forbidden door?" Now that WWE fans are using it, they don't like it anymore, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Bunch of clowns not, that they are. That's what I'm going to call this episode, man. bunch of clowns. Like that's literally <laughs> what this, this is going to be called, fucking clown show. <laughs> this is the whole 3 minute version, so I got to fade like, I just, I think it's great. I really do. I love it. I love, yeah. I love where it's headed. People are like, Jay White's going to be in there. You know, I've seen so many suggestions for the Rumble. And that's the other thing. Like, these things aren't going to happen. Like, like, maybe Nick Aldis, purely because he's married to her, purely because he's a guy that people have wanted to see. Now, WWE has had a good relationship with the NWA in the past, but this is the Billy Corgan-owned NWA. And there's really no yep. connection to WWE since Dave Lagana got shit canned back because of, you know, he got me too'd. So it, it's, yep. 
you know, and deservedly so. And, and here we are. So, so I don't know if the relationship is there, but the relationship is there because they got Mickey, Mickey got, Mickey's got Nick Aldis. Like that's easy to do, right? Atlanta, not far from St. Louis. We can make the thing happen. Um, I am just, huh? I said, do the thing, do the thing, bring Nick Aldis in the rumble. Here's the other thing I want to talk about before we go to a commercial break. A big piece of criticism that this has been given is that we're not allowing, we're not having surprises in the rumble because these things are being announced. What are your thoughts on that complaint is, is, you know, that, that this is ruining the rumble surprises. Uh, I disagree with it. Uh, If for no other reason than what we're going through right now is evidence as to why it's a good idea to reveal the surprises early because now you have like, now you have a reason to like, you just, you have a hype train that you can build towards the event now when, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, um, whatever, like the surprises are kind of nice in the moment. And it's, it's, it's been a thing. And I don't know, have they announced all 30? All three, what? All 30, three, oh, all three. No, no, they have not announced all 30. So, so it's not a done deal yet. And they probably will announce more because that's just what they do. People got to have that moment where they're like, I'm entering and yeah, and they, the they declare and, and all that. shit. Right. right? Somebody's going to have to earn the last spot in. Like, like we got to do that. Yeah. Right, like even the go. year that I went to the rumble, they gave the, the spot number 30 to the winners of the mixed match challenge. And so even 30 right. wasn't a surprise. We already knew who it was going to be. And, and of course that got changed around anyway because of injury to Lana and all that stuff. So, and, and it was all, you know, it all got changed anyway. And the big surprise was Becky Lynch entering the rumble anyway and winning, but it's, it's the surprises for me. Okay. You got to fill a stadium and, and, and the buzz was not there coming out. You know, you got NFL, you got everything going on. Right. So they announced these women. And if you're going to announce the Bella twins and Lita, and Mickey James for the Rumble, which yep. she's a bigger announcement simply because she's, I don't know if you know, she's the Impact Knockouts World Champion. And and if you do that, then you might as well announce Summer Rae and Kelly Kelly because they're not that big of a surprise if you already know the Bella Twins, Lita, and Mickey James are going to be in the match. So, and we've already, basically we already have 20% of the matches is these, you know, out, out of towners, so to speak, that they've announced. And and you've already got they're already doing the promos with Alexa Bliss now and, and her soon to be returned to Raw, so you can expect her in the wrong. Yep. Who haven't we heard a peep out of though? Bailey. Nope. And here's the thing. Bailey's gonna get a bigger pop than any of them if she shows up in the room. So don't think they don't have any surprises in their back pocket like that they could throw out there. All right. They they made announcements for the Rumble, you know, two years ago. And and one name they didn't tell us was Edge, and here was Edge in the Rumble at number twenty one. Yeah, AJ Styles back in twenty sixteen. Like, there's things they can do to still shock everybody in the Rumble, despite making the announcement that they've made. And I'm gonna write an article sure. on it because I there's a couple of men's entrance in the Rumble that I think might happen that are surprising, but not surprising. But yeah, it's totally derail the conversation. But there's still surprises they can have. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah for the rumble and and that would be fun and and enjoyable in my opinion. So, still surprises that we could see for for the women's rumble just fine. But the whole thing, the the announcements for the rumble, Mickey James, Impact, all of it 10 out of 10. Like I think it's fantastic. 
I can't think of a negative aspect of it whatsoever. And kudos to them for doing it. And kudos for them for doing this just two days after laying off everybody's favorite people out of NXT. Like if you really think about the timing, that was (laughs) some really good timing. So we're going to go to commercial and we're going to talk about that next here on the Greg DeMarco show on the chair shot radio network on the chair It would help if I had the volume up on the sound bites before I started playing the sound bite. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we are back on, on the show. And what I want to do is, first off, I want to make sure you guys know about the t-shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And here's the cool thing about that, right? Even though she's not here, she can be here, talk about the t-shirts through the magic of technology. It's time! Viva la raza! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the queen of soft style herself, Miranda Morales, co-host of Chair Shot Radio and the host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And I'm here to tell you where you can find the best t-shirts around. Well, you can find them on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you can find over 25 different styles, designs, and colors all in support of TheChairShot.com. Don't forget to pick up your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, but also you can pick up the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, Baron Corbin Sucks, and the OG Cheer Shot t-shirt. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Cheer Shot to get your very own t-shirt today. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Cheer Shot to get your very own Cheer Shot t-shirt. And... The doink music's becoming a thing. I love it. I love the doink music. So excited that we have not not just playing it to play. We have a purpose for the doink music. That's even better. It is. We have reasons. So before all the hubbub about Mickey James, we had the hubbub around the releases in NXT. Scott Armstrong, The Road Dog, A Steel. Uh, Alice in Danger, who had just started there a few months ago and was released like, on our kids' first day of school, whatever. We all heard the stories. Samoa Joe, and of course, everyone's favorite, and the one that people are complaining about the most. Damn it. I got to remember to turn the volume back up after playing you the Dope the Clown soundbar. Games of War Games! War games. No more. War games. No William Regal, no longer with the company. War games. War, ga- war games is dead. You can no longer have war games. Well, he didn't even do the war games bit for last year's war games. So, no, I know this was coming. Of war games. 
War Games! War Games! That last one's really good. Like, like it, there is nothing like William. And people think like act like William Regal invented the name War Games. Like the way they're going nuts about him announcing it, right, right, right. and now he's gone, which is sad. And 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 all this, but but I mean, dude, it's a lot of people gone from NXT. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of and and Timothy Thatcher. Is gone. Danny Birch is gone. Only Lorcan, his tag team partner, was released before. They were working in a training capacity recently. So it, it, it's it's just all these people there that, that are now you know suddenly gone from NXT, and and it's 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 a bunch. It's definitely a bunch. What are your thoughts? It really is. It's it's a bunch. It's a bummer. Sure, for for those if if you're you know if you're a fan of what. The creative. I here's here's what I wrestle with. I'm sorry, as I'm trying to like put my words together. Okay. It's like it sucks because we love like we like these people like as fans. Like yes, I like William Regal. Yes, I like Samoa Joe. Though somebody tell me what Samoa Joe was doing over the last year, like like really what he was doing. Um, yeah. when, and and that's not even a knock on Joe, but like right. wasn't really being used. Uh. But we keep hearing that, NX, for example, NXT and the Performance Center that is going in this different direction. And who are the people that are being let go? People that are part of the old direction. And I get the argument that, you know, if you can't find a use for William Regal, then what are you doing and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But maybe they don't see that fit. And and that's, the, I mean, that's the company. The company's making that decision. And from what I've seen out of the new NXT, not that bad. Like it's not it's not bad at I, all. I think NXT um, hasn't missed a step. Like I've enjoyed it very right. much. Right. So so I understand if if you you know that you love these people and you're disappointed. I just I don't I don't completely see the outrage because I think that it's like we've known that house cleaning was gonna happen with this stuff. We knew that house cleaning was gonna happen at this performance center level. We've seen the type of talent that's now being brought in to work at the performance center to hopefully get it, you know, get a contract and be the future. So it just feels like the direction they were going and the people they let go didn't match up with the direction that they're wanting to take. And right. that happens. Yeah. That just, that happens. And I've maintained ever since like two weeks after the, the NXT 2.0 started, if they did everything they did and just didn't change the colors in the arena, no one would even know. Like yep. they would realize that some talent is gone and new talent is coming in and, and, and the talent went to the main right. They would know that stuff, but they wouldn't realize that it's this whole new direction because NXT has always been about the new talent and the younger talent. They'd be like, Oh wow, things have changed a whole lot, but it wouldn't be this hugely negative thing because we went from black and gold over to orange, purple, yellow, and blue. Like it, it's, it's, you know, from, from heavy metal to splatter paint. Like it, it's, it's, we made the changes and, and, you know, we, we went from poppy to, to, to down South, whatever. So it's, yeah, we made those changes, but if they didn't tell you it was new, you wouldn't be so up in arms over it being new. They shouldn't have hit everybody right. over the head with it the way they did, but they did, did, did right. for a reason. Um, it's got to suck to be triple H right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like he, he literally oh, was yeah. the one putting these people in place and he had built this brand that he loved. And, the, you know, the, I hate the internet sentiment sometimes. But the one internet sentiment that I can fully get behind is, 
I'd love to see Triple H go off and do his own thing. Yeah. If he were to cash in a sure. stock, dude, dude, he would have Tony Khan started AEW with a hundred million dollars. Everybody's like billionaire, billionaire, billionaire. No, he his dad gave him a hundred million dollars to start AEW. That's it. He doesn't have Ted Turner unlimited checkbook money like people accuse Eric Bischoff of having, even though he had to work within a budget as well. Like Tony Khan is not working off an infinite amount of money. He's working off of what his dad gave him. Triple H could probably cash in all of his WWE stock and have more than that to to start. Yeah. And, and, and start a company with. He's got a relationship with Full Sail. So in terms of production, in terms of arena, he could have all those things. He's the one who had a lot of the, the mainstream connections they were using uh, in NXT. Like he could put something out there very, very easily if he chose to. I wish he would. I get why he's not. Simple as that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I, I, I just I feel for him because of all the changes that have been made. And it all happened kind of while he was on the shelf, like, you right? Know. Yeah, it, it does. It does suck. And, and here's the other thing: is I think that what's what's really interesting about this whole dynamic is that I think there's always been this assumption by people outside of the WWE that someday Grandpa Vince was going to ride off into the sunset, and his son-in-law and his daughter were going to take over the reins of the company. And so when Triple H was running NXT and there was this model that, that he was putting out there, that was what people thought the transition was going to become. Yeah. And and they were wrong. Hell, I'll even I'll even say that I was part of that group for a while. Like, oh, it's gonna be Triple H's company. Yeah. Uh, Triple I was too. Steps. Um clearly that's at, at least that's not entirely the case. Um, and now I wonder if it ever was. So, and I think it's because we all want, it's like, we've always said about wrestling news, right? Why do people get behind certain bits of wrestling news? It's because they want right. it to it's be true. We want it to be true. And that's the right. same thing about Triple H. And I feel in that trap too. I would love for Triple H to take over the company. Like, because I love the product right. he put out there with NXT. It was long my favorite show. Now it's still up there. It's like tied with SmackDown as my favorite show right now. Like I, I really enjoy both products. And and I think the new NXT is great. And look, you're watching NXT right now. AJ Styles is wrestling on NXT. Matt Riddle was right. on it last week. Like like they're they're doing things. And and the rumor was that Jeff Hardy not left. Jeff Hardy would have been on there instead of Matt Riddle as the shaman that MSK went on their journey to find. So I don't know if that's true because the whole thing's been about getting high, and that's all MSK was ever about, and that's all Matt Riddle's about. So it makes right, sense. right. Like the Rascals literally had a treehouse they would get high in in Impact Wrestling. Um, and, and it worked for them because of impact wrestling, but triple H being out there, it's, here's what I can't wait for. Cause I truly believe it's going to happen. I truly believe at some point triple H is going to show up in NXT 2.0. And I really hope he comes out here and he's just like, can't believe what y'all did with the place. Like just some kind of funny comment, like, like, or or pretending he's lost. He was like, yeah, I was looking for the black and gold place. and I couldn't find it. Like, has anybody seen Poppy? Well, and, and and he's so meta with that stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, God, I still remember. Uh, somebody not get what they wanted. Oh, yeah. Did, so, did, somebody, did somebody not get what they wanted? Oh. Um, yeah, because here's the other thing that I think people forgot about Triple H. For as much as they love what he did for NXT, he's been a company guy for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. So, if, I mean, and if he goes, like, if he were to go, great, whatever. But 
I think I think I wouldn't be surprised either way. Because I think he also, again, he is the game. He knows the game. He knows how it works. He knows how the WWE works. I think I think as much as anybody. And that's the other thing I, I gotta say about Regal and his departure, by the way. Classiest departure. Oh yeah. Uh, and some more like, too. Because he right, because they understand how it works. And yeah, they don't like that they lost their job. I'm not saying they're happy that they, they got let go, but they also know what the WWE gave them. Right. Yeah. And in Joe's and in Joe's case and in Joe's case, twice. So yeah. I, he yeah, was released I, and hired within like a 48 hour period. Right. Uh, so yeah. And, and the other thing is, is most of those names that you listed off there, hell, all of those names are going to be probably okay. Probably what? Like out of the, out of the, are going to be okay. Oh yeah. Like yeah, the folks, okay. you know, the talent, yeah, the talent's going to have to find their way. Like the people who are, who are wrestlers that are being let go and are going to have to probably work indies and, Oh no, command more money because they were on WWE television. Um they're 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 probably gonna be fine too. Some of those people are gonna be back. We've yeah. talked about this before with ever all these talent releases. Some of these people are gonna be back. Like for whatever reason, now's not the time. The and road dog wrestled people, at WrestleMania 30, which wasn't that long ago. Like, right. like literally, and so did Billy Gunn. He's going AW. He's gonna be part of the gun club with Billy sure. and his sons, the gun sons. Yep. You're welcome. You can take that AEW, the Gun Sons. There you go. Um, the Gun Sons. Samoa Joe will probably, unless he works, he might be part of the new Ring of Honor. He he might work in Japan. He might go to AEW as well. Like, and Samoa Joe's over forty. I wouldn't blame him for going and wasting his time right. in AEW because of the paycheck. William Regal, AEW is probably going to try to hire William Regal because, and as much as I don't want to see him there, it's going to be a paycheck. It's going to be an easy job. Like they don't use agents. They should. It's stupid that they don't. They've proven time and time again, there's no adult in the room and, and Samoa Joe and, and William Regal, they get it and they'd be huge assets there. If allowed to be huge assets, that's, that's a big caveat right. that I have to give. Like, like Cody Rhodes will sit there in interviews and talk about how big of an asset Mark Henry is. And I'm like, is he really, are you allowing him to really be a big asset? Cause he could probably be a bigger asset. Uh, some people listening are like Mark Henry. So there you go. I don't even remember that. Like, cause you never see him, but it's, it's, you know, they have their YouTube shows and and all that, but yeah, all the releases and everything happened. What I want to talk about is, is this report that came out today, the label backstage news on the changes to the NXT creative team. And obviously talks about everybody who was released and, and all that stuff and giving them props. I saw a name. You saw a name. I just on my Twitter feed, so go ahead. What what name did you see? I want to hear what you say and, and then find out. Okay, no if problem. If we're no on problem. the same page, I no. just want to see if we're on the same page. Gotcha. I, well, I it says the team will basically work under Bruce Pritchard. And, and Bruce Pritchard was the name I heard. Yeah, and Christine Lebron, who I've never heard of before today. All decisions will be reported no. to them. WWE looking to streamline the operation. Blah 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 blah. Then here's the best part about it. Johnny Russo, no relation to Vince Russo, will be heading up NXT's writing team, working under Pritchard. He originally joined WWE in fall of 2011, has been involved in the main roster from 2015 to 2018, and was working with NXT since August of 2019. So it's not like he's this brand new person they threw over there. He's been there for two and a half years. 
in NXT no, writing is, for the product. Who is this guy, Greg? Who is it? No idea, but he's been there for 10 years with the company and with NXT for a really long time. Okay. We also have, and not only that, Russo's been working as the head writer for the show since July of 2020, before the change to NXT 2.0. <laughs> so people are all upset about this. Dewey Foley, Mick Foley's kid, has been working there and will remain on the king, uh, on the show and has been part of big part of 205 Live as well. And Anthony Golden Jr., don't know who that is, will also be on the creative team. And he's been there since March of 2020. It's not like they suddenly put all these brand new people in place. These people have been there. You know what this tells me? They might have had too many people doing this. Right. And, and yeah, the ones they picked were Triple as, H's as, team. As, if, as if Nick Khan... As if when Nick Khan said, make some decisions here, they made some decisions yeah. there. Now, look, we'd be, it, it's fun to speculate, but sometimes that speculation can be true. Of course, this is upsetting Triple H. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. hired no, a bunch, no if you hired 10 people and they fired nine of them while you were gone, you'd be upset too. Like anybody would be. Like it's silly not to think so. And, and he's and, not going to let Vince see the grandkids. That's all. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing. Like there's just there's just so much and Triple H just Chris, Christmas with. was Christmas was really awkward. Christmas was yeah. just really awkward. <laughs> and so and it will continue to be in in the future. Let's go to our second commercial break and then let's have some fun. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, Patrick O'Dowd, the moment you've been waiting for. MLW has filed suit against the WWE. Now, here's the thing, right? I, I get the MLW press releases. They sent it out as a press release, Okay. And, and I'm going to read it to you, and, and we're going to have, have some fun. Before I do, just a quick reminder of, of where I'm at with this, because it's very important to remember. All right, look, I'm even going to remember to turn the sound back up. All right. San Francisco, California. I didn't even know you had in there. July 11th. Person Company, Major League Wrestling. MLW Media LLC filed lawsuit today against World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. WWE. As described in the complaint, I'm, I'm skipping around. WWE pressured third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with MLW. MLW's misconduct or WWE's misconduct included disrupting every level of MLW's business including a major streaming deal for MLW, which would have been transformative for the company. MLW also alleged in the complaint that in early 2021, after MLW announced that it was in talks with Vice TV to air MLW programs on Vice TV, a then WWE executive warned Vice TV that WWE owner Vince McMahon was quote-unquote pissed that Vice TV was airing MLW programs and that Vice TV should stop working with MLW. The Vice TV executive responded that WWE's conduct was illegal and an antitrust violation with the WWE executive responding that she could not control McMahon. Then there's a quote from MLW CEO Court Bauer, by the way, used to work for WWE. 
WDB has been wrongfully depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years, but its latest conduct has been even more unconscionable. Legalese always uses that word, Patrick Redout, unconscionable. I love unconscionable. It's a good word. I think we speak for the rest of the professional wrestling world when we say that this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. It will not stand, Greg. The, the press release continues, WWE's ongoing misconduct has hurt fans of professional wrestling and competition in the professional wrestling industry. Through this lawsuit, MLW seeks to recover its losses due to WWE's interference and to enjoin WWE from future interference. So there you go, Patrick O'Dowd. There's the details of the lawsuit. That, that I was alluding to, that I found out about earlier. And, and WWE, as I found when I was going back and looking for the Bruce Pritchard news, has actually already responded to, to said lawsuit. And, and I'm going to find the information that I'm referring to. And so here we go. MLW files lawsuit, and the very next is WWE's respond. As noted, blah, blah, blah. In an update, WWE provided the following statement in response to MLW's loss. This is why I love WWE. WWE believes these claims have no merit and intends to vigorously defend itself against them. Of course they do. They still got Jerry McDivitt. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. Keeping Jerry <laughs> then you lose. busy. And, I, uh... and here's the thing. Like, MLW's deal was with 2BTV. Because Lucha yep. Underground's on 2B right now. Do you know who owns Tubi? No. Owns Fox Tubi? owns Tubi. <laughs> well, and, there you go. And, and what they're saying, and this is reported by Chuck Carroll of CBS Sports, that, that it says, and it says that it was Stephanie McMahon who ended MLW's deal, even though the prior, even though the release from MLW says the person doesn't work there anymore. So again, wrestling wrestling news, Patrick O'Dowd. There's Eric Bischoff. Already going sideways. Now we've got one source saying it was Stephanie McMahon, but the original source saying the person no longer works there. And last I checked, Stephanie right. still works there. So in the article calls her WWE yeah, Chief Brand word Officer. On, word on the street is anyway. McMahon allegedly threatened that Fox could lose WWE's business or preferred content if Tubi did not acquiesce to WWE's demand. MLW received a letter that the deal was terminated the night before they announced they plan to announce it publicly as a result of WWE's pressure and interference. First of all, it may not have been WWE's pressure and interference. They just might have no compete stuff in their contract with Fox. Right. Right. And and Fox might have a deal with WWE where they can't air you know, content during, you know, certain events that are on TV on Fox. If Fox had Sunday night football, WWE pay-per-views might not be on Sunday nights. Right. Like it's just business. It was probably in the contract and, and that's just the way it is. And, and the, the crap that people have to deal with, you know, in 2017, we were going to run a PHX wrestling show at a, at a place called the Crescent Ballroom here in Phoenix. And we had the whole thing worked out. And the day before tickets went on sale, they were like, we can't do it 
because the owner promised another guy they'd be the only people that could ever run wrestling shows there. Right. That, that was the, the whole reason. And, the, and you know what? They've only run like two there since, and it's five years later. And and that's what would happen. But it's, it's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I didn't issue a statement that so-and-so was meddling in our business. It's, it's, right. It's just dumb. Okay. Here's why. This is coming. This is coming from a promoter. Everybody, don't forget, Greg Demarco is a promoter. Yes, yes, I am. Here's why. They're a bunch of clowns. Acknowledge me. Okay, I've alluded to it before. I'm in some Facebook groups that are that are heavily entrenched in the wrestling business. And I'm not going to name names because I don't know if this person – this person has never told the story publicly outside of the group. So uh, I'm, I'm leaving it there. But a friend of mine used to own a production company, uh, audio-video production company, filming, you know, video boards, producing, whatever. He was also in the wrestling business, so he did the wrestling side too. And they were contracted to film and produce content for, for MLW. And – they did one event with MLW, and then MLW was like, yeah, we're not going to do any more events with you. Meanwhile, MLW went and hired every single camera person, every single video board operator, everybody that he was using directly and just brought him into MLW and, and <laughs> stole his team that he was using for themselves. And eventually, because they what they lacked was the infrastructure to run this, had to end up using an outside company for their production anyway in the future. But literally stole his own business out from under him to, to make it cheaper on themselves to do that. Bunch of clowns. Bunch of clowns. Bunch of clowns. It's a carny okay. business that they're in. MLW is as carny as right. anybody else. And and why do we love them? And I'm sure people are going nuts. I haven't even read the comments. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are like, this is stupid. Because it's not WWE. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's totally it. No, I, I hear you. If the shoe was reversed. Oh. The shoe, if the shoe was reversed. Listen to me. If this whole thing was reversed. Right. And it was, imagine, oh my God, imagine if MLW was suing AEW alleging this stuff. <laughs> like, what would the oh. response be? Oh, dude. Dude, dude, dude. That'd be so, like, the internet would be on fire. Meltzer would have a month and a half worth of material just every day. Repeating the same, like everybody would lose their heads, everybody would lose their shit about how stupid the WWE was being and how they were just, you know, trying basically doing what MLW is accusing them of doing, like squeezing them out. Right. So, yeah, I I just said I sent you a couple I sent you a couple of DMs. One because I haven't sent you Mandy Rose pictures in a while. I sent you some Mandy Rose pictures, but then I sent you this tweet that was just. Um, a statement about the lawsuit for the WWE and they posted a picture of LeBron James and put McDivitt's name underneath it. It's, it's a pretty good, like intense stare. Let me go find um, it. I, uh, I've just finished watching the, la- the, the season finale of uh dark side of the ring actually about a week or so ago. And 
McDivitt, it was about the steroid trials. And they got McDivitt and he did, he interviewed with him. And I've always just heard about this guy, but watching him in an hour, I was like, okay, I get why everybody's scared shitless of him. He's going to chew that lawsuit up for breakfast. Like, like, it, it, like, and he's not even with the, like, he was so matter of fact on that dark side of the ring, like thing about like, they didn't have a case and I proved that they didn't have a case and here's how I did it. And they, they had nothing. And when they had nothing, everybody like, they look stupid. So it was just, yeah, that dude, that dude don't play. And the McMahons, they know they've got their ace and it's going to be fine. Oh yeah. Even if it settles out of court. I want I want to work for Jerry McDivitt. Even if it settles out of court and MLW gets some money, whatever. Here I'm reading through the comments and, and this is what I, I love what this one person actually said. With the revelations that the streaming service is owned by Fox, it's entirely possible that even if Stephanie McMahon did pressure Fox into ending a deal with MLW, the WWE could possibly be within their legal rights to do so. If I remember correctly, the deal with Fox did include a streaming clause. It's entirely oh. possible that the clause also includes exclusivity stipulations, leaving WWE programming as the only as the exclusive wrestling content on all Fox platforms, including streaming. So even if Fox does not exercise those streaming rights, Fox and its subsidiaries, including Tubi, are shit out of luck when it comes to attempting to land a deal with another wrestling promotion. And then somebody says, while Tubi is owned by Fox, is technically an independent company. It's owned by Fox. It's owned by Fox. Like it, it's, it's just, yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I love this. Kids want WWE to lose this legal battle. Adults want WWE to win the battle. Legends want Tony Khan to comment on this battle. Oh, please do, Tony <laughs> so Khan. Good. Just, just so keep good. tweeting. Keep Tell tweeting. Everybody who has away. anything to do with AEW, please keep tweeting so that Greg can keep playing the clown music because, ah. Uh, and defenders of AEW keep defending your guys because you're clowns too. Like oh, yeah. the the amount of cart the amount of like somersaults. I'm going to change the topic. The amount of cartwheels and somersaults and flips and just bending over backwards people have done to defend Kenny Omega, an executive <laughs> at AEW. Oh, speaking of clowns. Oh my goodness. Yes, Patrick, like, continue. I I, I I don't care if your executive title is an in-name only thing that is an ego stroke because you want to feel special. You are listed as an executive for a wrestling company. And you, you don't do what Kenny Omega did on Twitter. There's just no defending it. That's your leadership. And, he literally and it called a guy he, who's carrying his pedophile. daughter... A pedophile. A pedophile. Like what the? F- and people are like, "Oh, we make mistakes." No, we make and this mistakes. Is, and you know, is, I, I want to go out like part. I want to use the phrase that I always use: "If a WWE executive were to blank, but that would never, ever, ever, ever happen." Right? Because they're not that stupid. And- but well, and it's just it's reflective of the leadership, and you know when you have Tony Khan being the jack out the jackass that he is because he's a petulant kid with a shit ton of money that can just blow it and it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. He's a brick. He can say dumb shit and it's fine. And then the rest of the company, like you're not edgy, you look like clowns. 
Like, that's it. You're not edgy. You're not cool. You're not taking on the man. You're not showing people up. You're a clown. This is my yard now. Yeah, it's just, it's Bush League. It really is. And they prove themselves. This is why they'll always be number two. This is why they will never right. overtake WWE. And here's the point I've made on multiple platforms. I literally think I've made this point on all three platforms. This is why WWE literally has social media training for their people. Mm-hmm. Mandatory right. social media training that you have to go through for this very reason. Because the training should be very easy. The training should be three words long. Don't be stupid. The problem is people are innately stupid and need to be defined what stupid is. Well, now all they got to do is show a screenshot of what stupid is. And, and, and everyone will fall beneath that, beneath that threshold. When, when, when I'm sitting here looking at the young bucks as the, the voice of reason, (laughs) are they really, did they say something about that? No, no, they just, they, just the way they approach their social media, they're stupid in a different way and it's less damaging. Like it's, you know, they just, I don't know. It's just, it's so beyond me. And and here's the thing. I I still don't get the damn product. Like I, I still watch it and I, I don't get it. Like I, I, uh, I actually watched battle of the belts. I was like, I'll check this out, see what the deal is. And again, every time I watch it, it's fine. It's fine. We're we're going nuts for Dustin Rhodes because he's you know fifty some years old and working a thirty minute match, which is great. Yeah, and and did but, a hell of a job, and should have been right. in that match. Did a hell of a job. Well, let, let, let's turn this into that because you brought up a question about that because the Kenny Omega thing is stupid anyway. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The MLW thing is stupid anyway. Oh, uh, you want to yeah. you want to talk about my belt question? All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. Did I go to the second commercial? We did a second commercial. I did? Okay, I just don't remember. I didn't write the time down, but I, mean, I thought we, we did. Yeah. Yes, we, we, did, we did do two. We had the countdown. We had, yeah. Yeah, we got we got so wrapped up in clown music that we just we got we got lost. We got lost, Greg. I don't know if I played the second commercial. I'll play a third commercial and then nobody's heard. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com You just made the list. So, I just was remembered when you did this out of like times where Miranda would do the buzzer because she was in Tucson and it was so bad. Like it wouldn't even come through and we'd be like, you forgot to the buzzer. And she's like, I swear to God I did it, but she wasn't even on video because during it was so bad. Right. <laughs> My good times. times. Those yes, were the days. Those were the days. We, of, we've come a long way, Greg of, of misery. Um, okay. So, so <laughs> you asked me a question today regarding the interim TNT championship. So I will let you phrase the question, how you see fit for our wonderful listeners. 
Well, so as I was watching Battle of the Belts, and I and admittedly was watching it late, and I'm a guy who's wandering in like a child halfway through a movie. I get that. Uh, but I'm watching this match, and the, uh, Ross and Shivani and um, what's the other guy's name? I don't even know who was on the call for Excalibur. that, but I'm guessing it was Excalibur. I think it was, it was Excalibur. That's what it was. Um, they they were calling it the interim TNT title. And I'm like, okay, what, what the hell does that mean? Like, I was like, I don't, what is, what does that mean? And, and then they kept talking about how the title had been vacated, but that it wasn't vacated because like Cody was still a champ. Um, and, uh, you know, he would face the winner of this whenever he comes back. And so I finally was like, what, what? does this i just asked you like what does this mean like what what are they talking about here and you basically were like um you know it's it's just they're not calling it a vacant title because the wwe calls it a vacant title and i was like but but they're using both and you were like ah that's just people slipping in old language and when you explained it to it actually made like it makes sense like i understand what they're saying um it still left me with more questions right um like when cody comes back which could be wednesday i mean it's not right. he's got COVID. Like you're not going to be out for months unless it's Cody who overdramatizes everything. Like right. you missed last week's show because you have COVID. You went to work yesterday. Like right. And so my question was, okay, so is he coming back to challenge for his belt? Is it considered a unification match? And whoever wins is the champion out of that. There's a lot of questions. Is it yeah. like what what happens? So here's what usually happens. This is done in boxing. It's it's more prevalent in terms of the people listening. It happens in the UFC, okay? Champion fights, champion has defenses or whatever. Champion gets hurt. Champion can't defend said title. So Dana White will put on a fight to crown a new champion. And they'll call it the interim champion because the other champion still exists out there, not being stripped of his title. Now, there was one instance where the champion like took like two years and never came back. And then we're finally like, yeah, you're not the champion anymore. The interim champion is now the champion. But basically what would happen is when the champion can come back, they fight. And the winner is then the undisputed champion is usually how that works. Ah, uh, okay, okay. The undisputed champion, Patrick O'Dowd, because that's what we need. We need right. the undisputed. We need Cody Rhodes to be an undisputed champion. Uh, yeah, probably. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul and I serve as the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed. Acknowledge me. So yeah, so this is what we do. I have long opined, as I told you today, I actually think wrestling should have been doing this all along. Like, instead of stripping somebody of a title and making it vacant... Let them go heal up, create an interim championship, because then you do have that match down the road of, yep. you know, of, of the champion versus the champion. And I do think this is something that I like what AEW is doing here better than what wrestling normally does. And I'm willing to give them credit for it. Does that mean Cody's just going to win? Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised because they could have vacated it, given it to Sammy Guevara. Then when Cody beats Sammy Guevara, he's now a four-time TNT champion, which he won't be in this case. But right. Um, I've always thought the inner, and they probably thought this from the beginning. They're like, if somebody ever gets hurt and can't wrestle, we'll make them an interim champion. I've always liked it. Always thought interim was the way to go. And, and it's something that they should have done 
all along. I mean, it's better than having Oscar win money in the bank and, oh, the title's inside the briefcase. Like, uh-huh. really, looking right, back right, on right. it, I mean, great. Becky had a kid. Oscar's a mom that no one really knows about. Like, yeah, it, it's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm down. But at the end of the day, I do prefer the interim championship. And you just come back and you have them. I'm trying to remember if there has been an occurrence, and, and I could ask some people that would know, if the UFC has ever had the interim champion defend once and the re- returning champion actually have a defense and then the two fight each other, I need to ask Mags because he would know. Um, but but I, again, I just think the interim champion in, in this, this scripted world of sports entertainment, I actually think you could tell a great story with it. Maybe where if the interim champion's a heel or if either whichever one of the champions is a heel, they're even refusing to have the match. Because the the original champion's right. like you're a crap champion, like you never beat me. I still have this belt. The interim champion's like you were gone, like I'm the real champion. Like you could literally stretch something like that out, have them both be defending the same damn title. Like it's good storytelling, right. in my opinion. Some people would love it, some people would hate it. I actually really like the thought of that. And and if if an ICW champion ever gets hurt, here we go, right? We're gonna have an interim champion, and we're gonna tell stories with it. But breaking breaking news, everybody. Yeah. Right. Pulling back the curtain too far again. Um, but yeah, I like it. I think it's great. I think it's smart. And and I'm totally down with AEW doing this. Um, I'm much more into whatever this turns out than I am with A&W Rupert Company hiring Dan Housen. So I am, am completely on board. Oh, I thought that this. was funny. It actually is funny. And, and, and I was like, I'm very amused by him. Yeah, and, and you're you're amused housing or whatever. Everything ends in housing with them. Um, yes. And he's over. Look, he's over. Dude's got a following. He could be their next Orange Cassidy if they play their cards right. If he's even being signed by them. Who the hell knows? I don't, I don't know. He didn't show up in Impact with everybody else, so, so maybe he is. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with the interim champion. I actually like it. What can I say? No, yeah, I... I, I actually, once I understood what they were doing, like it, it makes sense. I actually think that having, you know, two members of your announced team be a little befuddled as to how the whole thing works. Well, cause they're the stumbling over well. their own words, old men, like, right. No offense. Yeah. And, and I'm not, that's not going to be the first person to ever say this, but like Jim Ross shouldn't be calling wrestling matches. Use them for video packages. I really, I'm really do interviews. Have yeah. him do the interviews. That's what Tony like Schwartz does a lot like, of the time. Like, like we're a little too big on nostalgia sometimes. Like, like kudos no. to Impact Wrestling for hiring Tom Hannafin, the former Tom Phillips. Like, uh, and and he shows up and he immediately looks like a badass. Like, like good on them for for doing that. While I'm sad that Matt Stryker's gone, um, I think the right. two probably could have worked together very well. It is what it is. Um, and I think it's great that Tom Phillips has has an opportunity and, and, and has that role. And I thought he was great in, in WWE um, as an announcer. Not that the current – I think all the current – honestly, the current announcer team in WWE is fantastic. Like like, like on all yeah, the shows. Well, I don't know who's even doing solid. 205 Live. But Colin and Pat McAfee, money. Jimmy Smith. Like no one even talks about Jimmy Smith on Raw because it's like he's been there for, you know – way longer than he has been like, like Adnan Verk, like well, no one even remembers that Adnan Verk who spent six weeks working in WWE and Jimmy Smith right. was hired at the same it's, time. It goes back to, it goes back to that old, uh, old argument. I make a lot of times. If you don't know they're there, they're doing their job. Properly. The thing about Jimmy Smith, 10 years from now, we're going to be like, this dude's been here for 10 years. 
Like, right. like he's going to be a Hall of Famer like probably. turn around and Michael Cole's been here forever. Yeah, like Cole's going like, to be out. Cole will be out of the booth before Jimmy Smith. That's for sure. Like Jimmy Smith's going to be there right. for a long-ass time. And and what he does, like Corey Graves is literally one of the best color commentators there is. I know you have personal jealousy, Patrick Dowd. I get that. And and I mean, Byron, you know, he, he shot a shot and made it. So he sure did. Even Vic Joseph and Wade Phillips are fantastic on NXT. Beth Phoenix was great on there too. Like, like their announced teams are are, and people are going to hate this comment too. Far and away better than AEWs. Like, like just far and away yes. better than than AEWs. AEWs that, is like that's old dudes clinging on, like old whites just clinging on it to is, their it's, jobs. It's it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia colored glasses. Yeah, and and here's the thing: is I love. Like I love listening to this guy's podcast and I love listening to his stories, but between the two of them, like if I had to get rid of one, it'd be, it'd be Ross. Oh yeah. Because uh, he, I, he's just, not, it's, he's lost a step. And God bless Excalibur just, for holding those guys together. Like, right. Like still, he'd never get a job in WWE because he insists on wearing the mask, but like, right. and, and dude will probably end up there someday. Like he's damn good. And, and oh, yeah, still, he's terrific. You know, I, I always it's, forget the guy's name, but but uh, while you're looking that up, I'll go. I'll go back to just even watching that uh, Sammy Guevara, Dustin Rhodes match. They it was very distracting with just how like Tony. And I'm gonna pick on Tony here. The number of times I heard Tony say, "Well, you could win the title with a countout." was like it was just like just because it was a you know basically a vacant title right and and then fine and and then jim ross doing the most jim ross thing ever well i don't want it to end that way okay right um it's just i don't know and maybe i'm just grouchy about aew in general but it just it seems like it's one of those things honestly greg i feel like it could be better and it just (laughs) won't get better that's why remember i used to complain about tna more than WWE because yep. they had the potential to be potential. so much better. And WWE was coming far closer to meeting their potential than Impact Wrestling was. And I feel like, because here's the thing, right? We talk about our playlists. Here's some bonus coverage, but I didn't even tweet this. I didn't even write this. I thought about both of them and I didn't. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes looked great and, and worked the match against Sammy Guevara or anything. Who's number one in their rankings right now? Shouldn't he have been immediately inserted into the match? Like, if your rankings think. are so important, you would think you'd have your number one wrestler wrestle the former champion to be interim champion. Then you can get to Cody versus Adam Cole down the road, which is a fresh, exciting matchup. And we don't do it because reasons, because we got to put Dustin out there. And no offense, Dustin did a great job. Yeah. But you just missed the mark. And, and I haven't even talked about this. I want to at some point because I'm actually, I think Adam Cole is in the right place for Adam Cole right now. Like I really do. And I think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are as well. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, Fish, you know, Cole and O'Reilly are back together. I've seen it before or whatever. And I see it and I'm like, no brainer. They should be back together. The Paragon, which is what they're going to be called, right. I think is a great name. I think it's going to be over. And it's just sometimes go with the obvious. And, and here right. the obvious works. So. Anyway, 
That is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Extended edition. Extended edition when you only have to record one show. It's funny. We record longer. I still finish earlier. It's it's amazing how it all works out sometimes. So we do thank That's you true. for listening. I got a basketball oh, game to finish, though. See, there you go. We do thank you for listening. Uh, of course, this show is part of the ChairShot.com and the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find online at or on social media at ChairShot Media. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Go out there, tell a friend about us, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. Uh, check out the articles. When you're listening to this, it is Wednesday. Tune in for later today. I'll get something up in place of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thursday, of course, we've got all kinds of great content. We've got the three-man weave. That comes up on Thursdays. We've got Badlands. That comes up in Wrestling's What If. That comes up on Thursdays. We should have this week the return of Pot is War. So we just got a lot of great things going on here at the Chair Shot Radio Network. Of course, you got the bandwagon nerds, the hockey talk. I mean, we do it all here at the Chair Shot Radio Network, and we, and we invite you to be a part of that. And thank you for being a part of it, for listening and, and following along. We appreciate that so much. Follow me on social media at Chair Shot Greg. Follow Patrick O'Dowd on social media at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. And I feel like I can only do it one more time, so I got to do it. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick, and there is one in COVID for the COVID cowboy, the wrestling <laughs> realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, I can't do it anymore. You're over the COVID. You beat the Rona. One nine came it's rolling true. through. It's true. And you took and you took full advantage of my isolation. Got me on four podcasds. I didn't even and get you. I did on four podcasts. I did. I didn't volunteer you for yeah. DWI. Okay, first of all, I volunteered I, I did, you for I, the IWC, I, but not for DWI. I, I, I did. I did four podcasts in forty eight hours. I, uh, Two of which you would normally have done. Let's just be clear. I got. I got. I got asked while I was at work to leave work. <laughs> to do three man weave and was like, dude, I'm at, Tony admitted it too. He's like, I was like, dude, no, I'm at work. I really can't, man. That's awesome. Cause I like, I was just working from home. So I almost That's did so fine. Cause I did try to get it, get on it in the back end. And he was like, no, we recorded this after. So, yeah. um, no, it's good. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back to your regular dosage of the realists come next week, which is still like four podcasts. So yeah, it's still it's two podcasts. It's three, three podcasts. It's three. Yes, it is three. So awesome. We appreciate that. We're glad you are better and over the COVID and, and, and back at work, back in the saddle. And, and hopefully everybody in the house is over the COVID because that's no fun either. Shaking his head. No, they will be soon. Is it how many are currently under, over the COVID and how many are under the COVID? You're the only one that's over the COVID. Yes. Well, they, they, the rest of the family developed the, the symptoms of the COVID later in the week, right, like over true. the weekend. So I just, we just got the little O'Dowd's confirmed positive test. This okay. Week, so it's got the son has the COVID. The wife has the COVID. He doesn't even have a dog, but if he did, the dog would have the COVID. And yeah, it's yes, all. I, I am a plague bearer. So you're still in isolation just for yourself now to keep from the other ones? No, according to the CDC. Oh yeah, once, you're good. Once you're, you've had it, you're in you immune. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't. You don't have to re-isolate. Yeah, because so you got 90 good. days now. You're good. Way. Yeah, you got the 90 day. You're in that 90 day magic window. You're in a unicorn, right. as they say. So you're you're good. So enjoy it. Go out there and lick toilet seats and do whatever people are doing to try to yes, get Yes, that's, that's truly the responsible thing to do. 
Well, yeah, he did get COVID. Can, can you just play Seamus and get us out of here, man? Let's, what, what, what are we doing here? Why would I play Seamus? It's a shame. That's true. Thank you for listening, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> This is really good. This is really I love good. it's the best. I mean, some people are going to have nightmares and they're already tuning out. But still really good. That's true. After they listen to this, they need to go watch all the Matt Malone footage they can find. I'm really sad I couldn't find the Triple H. You didn't get what you wanted promo to play on the show. So oh, that would have been good. Would have been fantastic. But no. This goes on for a long you, time. You are, I was like, it's a long ass song. It's only been like a minute, too. It's got two and a half more minutes left to go. But, uh, yeah. It's an old school WWE thing. We won't do that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.